your host, Jennifer Bogard. I'm a life coach and a fellow traveler on this path that we call life. I created this podcast because I've noticed how many of us are sleepwalking on the journey, stressed out, numb, and distracted on autopilot, rinse and repeat. We are meant for more. If you sense that life is supposed to be more than the one you are living today, and you are desperate for a change, but you're not sure how to do it, then stay put because you are in the right place. Every week, I will provide you with a bite-sized nugget that will help you to wake up to the life that is calling you. Are you ready? Let's go. And welcome back to episode 37 of Wake Up, Your Life is Calling. Today, we are talking about difficult relationships, people who are hard to love. Relationships are among the most precious gifts that we have in this life. And at the same time, they can also be our biggest challenge and source of frustration. I sometimes think about difficult relationships as assignments. The people in our life who are the greatest challenge to love, or let's be honest, maybe even like, are where our greatest work lies. And very often in these situations, we are tempted to throw in the towel and just move out of relationship with these people who are difficult. And sometimes we do that gradually over time, and sometimes it's sudden and it's very decisive. And honestly, many times this is appropriate. After all, most relationships in our lives are for a season or a reason, and over time, most will run their course for better or for worse. However, there are some relationships in our lives that are more difficult to put in the rearview mirror, right? Our family relationships definitely would fall into this category. I believe that when we can stay present and accept the invitation to do the work that would allow us to remain in relationship with these people, we are able to expand our capacity to love and to grow into our best selves. But how do you do this? How do you love people who can be so hard to love? And you know me, I love to get practical and I do have some practical tips to share with you today. And in full disclosure, you can take them for what they're worth because real talk, I am not an expert on this. I am a fellow traveler on the path. If difficult relationships are assignments, then I have worked through a full-blown college curriculum with several primary people in my life, and the outcome of some of those relationships I am extremely proud of, and others are still very much a work in progress. So again, I am a fellow traveler, not an expert. And what I'm sharing are the greatest lessons that I've learned and what has worked for me. I have three tips to share with you today. 
the first and probably the best thing that you can do to improve all of the relationships that you have in your life, but particularly the more difficult relationships is to focus on improving the relationship that you have with yourself to focus on loving yourself well. Now, I know that term love yourself can be kind of a a flighty term that sometimes we don't know exactly what it means. But what I will say about that is when you are just kind to yourself, when you speak kind words to yourself, when you are easy and gentle on yourself, it is easier to show that kindness and that gentleness to others. When you have your own back and your first inclination is to extend grace and compassion to yourself, it becomes exponentially easier to extend that same grace and compassion to other people. The Bible tells us to love others as we love ourselves. That presupposes that we love ourselves. And when we do love ourselves, it is easy, or at least easier, to love others well. Secondly, throw away the instruction manuals that you have for how other people should behave. And what I mean by that is that we all have these unwritten rules and expectations in our minds for how other people should show up and how they should be in the world. And when they don't act like we think they should, then we get upset about it, right? And honestly, real talk, I struggle with this one the most. One of the relationships in my life that has been, you know, part of my college curriculum is my relationship with my mom. And we only see each other a few times a year. And leading into that visit, I always have to do a lot of work to manage my mind around this relationship. I have to just continuously remind myself that she is who she is and she gets to be who she is. It's okay. It is not a problem. And then when we are together and something happens and she doesn't show up the way that I would show up or the way that I believe that she should show up, inevitably, I still find myself getting upset about it. And I have to remind myself again, it's okay. She is who she is. It's not a problem. She does not have to act according to any of my expectations or any instruction manual that I have for her. She gets to be who she is. And that is one of the most important things that we can do for anyone in our life is to accept them for who they are. That is what we want from other people, right? We want to be accepted fully for who we are. And so again, to extend that same grace and compassion to other people. One way that helps me in this regard is to trade my judgment for curiosity. 
In other words, whenever I am inclined to immediately judge my mom for something that she's done or something that she hasn't done, I will remind myself to get curious instead of immediately moving to judgment. So that sounds like, I wonder why she fill in the blank, right? I wonder why she did this. I wonder why she does this. I wonder why she doesn't do this. And asking myself these questions, getting curious forces me to imagine where this behavior is stemming from. Or said another way, why might she do this? What is the need behind the behavior? And when I take this step to get into her mind and to try to see things from her perspective, it very often helps me to land in compassion versus judgment. Lastly, in our difficult relationships, it's very common to focus on all of the things that the other person is doing wrong and what they should be doing or what they should not be doing and all the things that they need to learn, right? I totally get this. Believe me, I do. The problem with this, however, is that it's pointless. It is a total waste of time and energy. The hard truth is that we have zero control over other people. We cannot change other people. So therefore, the focus must always remain on the only thing that you can control. And that is you. You are the only thing that you can control. Relationships are systems. Separate parts that are interconnected and working together in some way for some output. And when one aspect of a system changes, then the whole system changes. That's just a principle of the universe. So in the context of relationships, left on autopilot, we walk around mad all of the time, hoping and expecting and waiting on other people to change so that this relationship can get better. But the truth is that if you want the relationship to change, then that change has to start with you. The work is to figure out how can you stay in relationship with this person in a way that allows you to love them and also to love you. And my friend, setting boundaries is the best way that I have found to do this. Most people have a negative connotation with the word boundaries. But go with me on this, okay? Boundaries are actually a way to connect with other people and to protect our relationships rather than a way to push away people or to punish them. Boundaries are not 
about making demands of the other person. Because as we've discussed, we can't control them. We have zero control over them. Boundaries usually will consist of a request for what we need. Just a request. We can't make a demand. All we can do is ask for what we need. And then the second part of a boundary, there's the request, and then there's the consequence. And the consequence, I know that word has a negative connotation, but the consequence, all that really is, is just what you will do if the request is not honored. So the other person, you're simply making a request and the other person is always free to do what they want to do, what they choose to do. And the onus is always on you to adhere to the boundaries that you have set and to follow through with the consequence if your request is not honored. So as you can see, boundaries are always about you and what you will do or what you will not do or what you will allow or what you will not allow. So again, thinking of boundaries in a positive light as a way to connect with people and protect our relationships and to stay in these relationships that can be so hard in a way that allows us to love them and also to love us. I like to think about love as a prerequisite for boundaries. So when we are setting boundaries, we're not doing it from a place of anger or disgust. We are doing it from a place of love, from a desire to stay in this relationship with authenticity and integrity. So again, love is the prerequisite, love for myself and also love for the other person. So I like to think of boundaries as a gift to the relationship, not a punishment, because they allow me to stay in the relationship, in authenticity, and in integrity. So real talk, y'all, it may take a minute for you and the other person to adjust to boundaries within a relationship that have not been present previously. And that's okay. Lots and lots and lots of grace in this regard is recommended, highly recommended. Be patient with yourself and with them as you both learn a new way to relate to each other. So to break it down, three ways that you can try to improve all of your relationships. Number one is to focus on improving your relationship with yourself. As the the saying goes, you can't pour from an empty cup. You cannot extend love and grace and compassion for people who are sometimes hard to love when you don't possess it for yourself first. Number two, throw away your instruction manuals for other people. Let people be who they are, except that you cannot change them. The only person that you can change, and sometimes this isn't even easy, is yourself. 
And number three, set boundaries. Ask for what you need and then decide what you will do if and when you don't get it. And then this is the hard part. Do it. Honor the boundaries that you have set. This helps you to guard against resentment and to foster authenticity and integrity in your relationships. That is what I have for you this week, my friend. I hope that it's been helpful. If it has, would you please consider sharing it with someone who could benefit? And until next week, I will be here cheering you on. I look forward to seeing you again very soon. Mm-hmm.